Hello, this is Snigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 15th of February. Shah Faisal, the IAS topper from Jammu and Kashmir, whose detention after the scrapping of the state's special status had caused outrage, has been detained under the stringent Public Safety Act. The law allows for detention without trial up to three months and multiple extensions. There is a long list of leaders in Jammu and Kashmir, including former Chief Ministers Omar Abdullah and Mehbooba Mufti, who have been charged under the PSA. Others who have been charged under the Act are Farooq Abdullah, Ali Muhammad Sagar, Naeem Akhtar, Sartaj Madani and Hilal Loan. Shah Faisal had come into the limelight when he resigned as an IAS officer in protest against the unabated killings in Kashmir. He had announced his intention to join politics last year and was detained at Delhi airport on August 14th, a week after Article 370 was abrogated. He was sent back to Srinagar and ever since he's been under detention. Faisal had been one of the most vocal critics of the government's move to end Jammu and Kashmir's special status. To know more about the controversial Public Safety Act and how it is blatantly misused, do read our report titled Lawless Law – How the Public Safety Act Has Become a Tool of Repression in Kashmir. Talking of Kashmir, also read Ryan Nakash's report on how the only place to go online during the communications blackout in the valley was the government's media centre where journalists and their journalism both were cut down to size. His report is titled Panopticon of Fear and Rumours Inside Kashmir's Media Centre During Lockdown. We want to bring you more of such ground reports that show you the complete picture of what's really going on. Something that big media houses often miss due to all kinds of pressure, be it from sponsors or the government. At News Laundry, however, we do not have any such chains binding us down because we are a 100% ad-free news platform. We believe that in order for news to serve the public, the public needs to pay for it, not advertisers or anyone else. So here's requesting you to please go to www.newslaundry.com and click on the subscribe button on the top right corner of the website. Meanwhile, in Kolkata, Mamta Banerjee is feeling bad because she did not get invited for the East-West Metro Corridor launch. She said that her team had worked very hard on the project during her time as a railway minister. Two days ago, the first phase of the Metro Corridor was unveiled by BJP leader and Union Minister of Railways Piyush Goel. Mamta has served twice as the Railway Minister of India, the first time being under the Atal Bihari Vajpayee government. Many leaders of the Trinamool Congress party were invited to the inauguration event, but they skipped after their chief's name did not feature in the list of invitees. Goyal took the chance to make an indirect jibe at TMC. He claimed that the work on the project began in 2009, but it was delayed from 2012 to 2015 on the pretext of route realignment. He said that the delay in the project had also increased its cost, pointing out that 6,500 crore rupees has been already spent on the metro corridor so far. A local court in Karnataka's Bidar district granted bail to the two women who were arrested on January 30th on charges of sedition. This was after the students of a school allegedly performed a play criticizing the Citizenship Amendment Act. One of the women is the head teacher at Shaheen Urdu Medium Primary School and the other is the mother of a student who performed the play. The police claimed that the play, which was performed on January 21st, was seditious and inflammatory and insulted Prime Minister Narendra Modi. Ever since, the police has been heavily criticised for slapping sedition and interrogating young students, one who was as little as nine years old. This happened after a complaint against the play was filed by an ABVP member. 
The Karnataka State Commission for Protection of Child Rights even pulled up the district police earlier this week for violating the Juvenile Justice Act and asked the police to stop questioning the children. Five months after the Howdy Modi extravaganza in Houston, Texas, President Trump is set to address a similar event in Ahmedabad, Gujarat, titled Came Chu, Mr. President. The US President, along with the First Lady, is going to visit India on the 24th and 25th of February. His first day gallivanting in Gujarat includes the inauguration of Motera's Sardar Vallabhbhai Patel Stadium, which is being billed as the largest stadium in the world. From there, he is set to jet off to New Delhi to discuss and conclude trade and defence deals. With less than a fortnight to go for his trip to India, President Trump proudly tweeted, and I quote, Mark Zuckerberg recently stated that Donald J. Trump is number one on Facebook. Number two is Prime Minister Modi of India. Actually, I'm going to India in two weeks. Looking forward to it. Unquote. Whatever that means. In other brick wall related news, the Ahmedabad Municipal Corporation is building a six feet high wall, apparently to block out a slum that lies along the roadshow route of Portus. Vijay Nehra, the municipal commissioner, said that the wall was being revamped because of safety issues. Since then, the wall's height has been reduced to four feet so as to not obstruct President Trump of all things real. American officials have said that they had agreed with the Taliban on a seven-day reduction in violence in Afghanistan that, if it holds, would be followed by an Afghan peace agreement after 18 years of war. The decrease in hostilities would be the first step in a plan leading to the withdrawal of American troops from Afghanistan, though there have been indications that the United States would want to keep some counterterrorism and intelligence forces there. The agreement on a reduction in violence was announced by a senior state administration official at the annual Munich Security Conference, where Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and Defense Secretary Mark T. Esper are defending American policies. But the official, who spoke on the condition of anonymity, said that the Taliban would have to adhere to that reduction for seven days before a formal peace pact could be signed. Now for some homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. Do watch the latest episode of TV Nuisance where Manisha looks at the coverage of the Delhi election results and the shock it gave Sudhir Chaudhary. She actually goes on to enumerate the three phases of grief that the Z News anchor went through. Don't miss it. Also, do listen to episode 102 of Reporters Without Orders where I was joined by News Laundry reporters Ayan, Basant and Pratik to discuss the election results in the national capital and also the latest developments in the Bhima Koregaon case. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you on Monday. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.